This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, everybody, are you ready? Do you like this voice? Are I don't know who ready this is. to do some acting challenge? Come on, it's an acting challenge. We got Saint doing a smoker's voice. We got D- Dali doing Jennifer Coolidge. We got me being a cunt. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds. Enjoy this episode. I'm frozen and Dipper doesn't know what's going on. Remember the last time Meatball did acting, she did a bunch of share impressions. So that's what we'll be judging them against this week as the monsters get into their exorcister acting challenge. With special guest Peaches Christ, and I was so excited to see Peaches. So, and you let's... know who's on our show? Landon Sider! Forever, dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, Fuglies. We are the Goulash Ghouls, and welcome to Spooky Seconds. That's right, we're back with back, another. Back, 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 back again. Dragula recap, and we have an extra special spooky guest with us today. From Dragula Season 3, the crowned king of this season, we have Landon Sider! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome for back you. to the podcast. Yes, yes. We're so happy you're back with us. <laughs> I'm excited to be back too. And fresh off your uh, cameo last week as a judge yes. on Dragula Season 4. Agreed. You were more than welcome to tell me how great I looked. You yes. looked great. You talked about it all the time. You looked incredible. Yes. Thank you. The Thank crown you. looks appropriate. Yes. It looks <laughs> at home crown. on your it head. It does. It fits very well. <laughs> what was it like being back, Like, but on like the other side? So refreshing to not have that, like, all of that total stress and pressure on you like there was still pressure because it's still that hurry up and wait you know Mm -hmm. type of thing right but still way way different i enjoy this version a lot more (laughs) (laughs) did you recognize anyone like just from being out in the world and then you saw them come back obviously saint and dolly of course yeah and hoso and sigourney uh, Zabaleta was new to me, but okay. I was like instantly like like we talk about performances are so strong in this right. competition, and that really won me over for her. Yeah, that's amazing. That's and you got cat. to shoot that dolly shot. Meatball's been waiting. <laughs> I wanted that. I would pay the troll toll. Was, yes, I was like yes. I well, would. depending on what the punishment was, maybe <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of flirty with me, me shooting my shot with Dolly like over and over again, but that was the only one that got that got edited. It was good. It was good. Okay, so we're gonna dive in here to the recap. So quickly, just for anyone who 
is, you know, tuning in for the first time last <laughs> week. After, yeah, weird. First of all, go back. Odd choice. Yeah. Go on for Shutter, sure. watch the show, then start it episode one. But so there's people just that here. told me that they don't, they aren't watching the show, and that we're the only way that they're keeping up with what's happening. Oh, which that's I think is not the best. It is I will no. say there are some podcasts that I listen to religiously that like talk about housewives or talk about Survivor and like. I don't watch those shows, and I still enjoy listening. So if you're one of our listeners who's like that, shout out to you. But go watch also, Dragula. It's a Yeah, this is great a small show. platform show. Like Survivor and like Housewives are huge and make right. billions of dollars. Fucking get your seven-day free thing and then pay for like a month. It's really yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm going to say something. If you try to cancel your subscription – to your seven day subscription and say and and under one. the reasons it says why and you say because Dragula is uploaded weird they'll give you a free month ah oh. see tricks I, I, what if you write why and you write um, it's too scary it's too Shutter's <laughs> too scary too sc- there's too many ghosts and monsters on this app spooky <laughs> okay so what I was gonna say so last week after the monsters had their uh, kumbaya apology circle in the boudoir the floor show challenge was being uh, a fully realized hairy monster on the runway and the categories that were uh, prompted were scary campy funny or serious and unfortunately, Sigourney's pinup werewolf and Jade's attempt at a Krampus landed them in the extermination challenge, and the roaches proved to be too much for Miss Jade Jolie, and she went home. Yes. So that's where yep. we're at. That's um, where we're at. And I want to say, before we get back into it, last week I said, I feel like production intervened and told them all to apologize to each other or like had a kumbaya moment with them. And so this week I listened to the Boulay's hour and a half long recap of the first six episodes. Oh, yeah. We'll say there's no ads. Well, there's two ads and it's just for their tour. And so, Why does that matter? I just, I know. just you know, just, it's just an hour and a half. Um, so they... Um, <laughs> They mentioned that productions did have a sit down with them and told them, like, let's be nice. Let's go through what's going on. Let's everyone open up. And then they showed them the video of the Meet the Monsters thing because it was finished and edited at that time. Mm-hmm. And it changed oh, the all of their promo. Pre- yeah. They showed them the that promo and I think sickening. it made it real for them. They saw yeah. Betty with that chainsaw and that teddy bear and they yeah. said, I guess kumbaya. So there was an intervention, basically. <laughs> And I do yeah, think cause... showing them that, like, thinking about it that way, it's like, oh, yeah, to them, they're just in this competition. No one knows they're there. Nothing matters. But then seeing that trailer must have sent them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something Cause... similar like that happened to us, too. It was like a second or third episode where they sat down and they played the Meet the Monsters for us, like a, like a rough draft cut. And we were all just gagged and super, like, inspired to keep working hard. That's cool. I mean, it's so interesting because in a lot of, um, I feel like some of the boudoir talk, but maybe it's more like on Twitter now, a lot of the contestants are like, you know, we're all friends. We have an undying connection. Like this was such a special moment to share together. And I think in inside of it, they, you know, it's easy to lose sight of that. But seeing that promo, you're like, this is huge. And they will talk about it. But um, uh, you know, Hoso sort of brings that up in the cauldron at the end of this episode that everyone on this show is like really, you know, putting their stamp uh, in the history of like drag performance. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that's great. So this week's episode starts with a small church, and Mr. Teddy Bear is there, and he is still looking hot and muscly, and he's a priest, and that is definitely his real hair on top of his head. And then the boulets come in, <laughs> and they assault him. I did not. They they are I, I demons, so. and they mess with his mind. <laughs> it was interesting. This is messy already. This is messy already. I'm just saying what I saw. I saw an assault. I saw an assault, and then they left. What do you, I mean, what do you think this story was, Landon? Um, uh, it was to definitely set us up for blasphemy, which I'm all about. I love me some blasphemy, right? Um, yes. Uh, I think it was to show us that his costume was possibly rented because they didn't just rip it off of him. They're very, oh, being very oh, careful. Ah! Being very careful no. with the removal of the buttons. <laughs> yeah, it was like central. Also, let me tell you, the most muscly priest I have ever seen. Yeah, oh, yes. out like of that. every seam of that shirt, honey. Yes. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If the priest all, looked like all that, all of it, all of it. Yeah, um, I. That's because of... normally there's like a narration, or there's like a. You know, there's this one really was like up to interpretation. You're like yes. the cross flipped upside down, and then they undressed him. But then there was and then no they raped like him. Well, there was no like murder or anything. It seemed like they possessed him, and then he was just sort of left there. Yeah, and so and then I he couldn't didn't come back at the end. Usually, there's some sort of summation at the Connection. end that like explains yeah. what happened. Maybe because of the well, Exorcist, like there's a priest in the Exorcist. We got to enjoy watching Swan ride him like a like a horsey. Yeah, they looked. Yeah, they were having. They looked. The great. brothers they were a good looked time. Yeah. happy. I'll they tell have, you. They that. were enjoying that scene. Yes, for <laughs> sure. So then okay, we get yeah, to the so- boudoir, and it's a full spread of dread waiting for them, and it's got all the different dread produced movies, and it looks. I mean, it's setting them up for an acting challenge. The minute for I sure. saw dread, I was like. <gasps> Finally, an acting challenge! Yeah. Yes. And they hadn't done that yet, right? No, right. there's never been an acting challenge, I don't think. What do you oh, mean, never? Wait. No, 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 no. There has. Sorry. <laughs> on this season? On this season. And you this were acting sh- like a bitch on season one. <gasps> you like that, Landon? All right. So Zaba, <laughs> Zaba, and Saint come in. And they're talking about being the top five. And they, I think they all know that it's Sigourney is coming back. They're pretty... Yeah. It's not yeah, you, hard to tell. You have to kind of sp- like split up your your chit chat. You know, not yeah. everyone can say the same thing. Because what's interesting about that? But yeah, yeah, knows. it kind of seemed what like Jade you... didn't have the fight left in her. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you were there. Did it feel like Jade? And we know that she was going through a lot of personal stuff. But did it feel like she had kind of given up at that point? She she seemed she did seem defeated. Mm. She did. Um, she was. We. I had a very short interaction with them when they were headed back down. We were like running really late filming, so I couldn't mm. like go down and like pop yeah. and visit with them. <clears throat> but I did have a short little exchange with each one of them, and um, she was clearly in her head and emotional, and I couldn't get a good read on what her dedication was um, yeah. because she was overwhelmed. You know, she yeah. had so much going on that day. So, yeah. Well, then Sigourney does obviously come back in and she tells everyone about those roaches. Now, looking at it, we've been talking a lot about the extermination challenges because I think the bigger the show gets, the more there's like insurance involved. You know, it's like it's you either have to be so massive. Yes. (laughs) You you either have to be so massive that you're like fear factor and you can make, you know, throw people off a cliff and make people eat whatever. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Out of a plane. But at this level, it seems like the extermination challenges like 
aren't like it would suck to have roaches all over you, but you're not in a bucket or strapped down or like what well, it's just a few random ones, right? It seemed like a lot more than a few random ones, okay. that's for sure. When they started pouring it down off the ceiling and pouring buckets on top of them, like it definitely added up. You could tell that there was a lot of roaches. There were dead ones on the floor, which you felt bad for. Yeah, I felt like, bad for not, the dead ones. They're not supposed to be dead. Like, no. you know, obviously those are probably mis- like accidents by stepping on them. But um, I think it's, it's really just the COVID thing. I think it's hard for them to get, like, they have to be at only couple places they have that haunted house that Mm -hmm. we talked that you talked about oh yeah Um, and then they have their set which is the globe so it's kind of hard to to and then the beach which is free so (laughs) well no i mean it makes sense they talked about and they talked about it on their podcast too that covid had a lot to do with it and also because yeah it limited them Every single time there's a new person on set, that means another round of testing, another uh, that's more money to spend on getting people in there. It's I a bunch really of that. have not been thinking about that. And also, they said that these girl or these um, monsters have been through so much, it being COVID and everything, that they wanted to have more fun with the challenges this year mm. and make them yeah. less about stabbing and piercing and all that and more mm-hmm. about just like, how can we show them having fun? Let's take a break. Ooh, girl. Oh, okay. Let's take a break. Before you, ooh, girl, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 
20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. And we're back. No, do a spooky ooh girl. And we're ooh girl. (laughs) So there's a video message up on the main stage, and Meeple, I didn't write it verbatim, but it is a legible sentence. Welcome, heathens. It's an acting challenge. (laughs) They will be starring in a horror short parody, The Exorcister, and they have to assign roles, rehearse the script, and create costumes as a group. They are responsible for the whole production. Also, they have to model a demon-themed look for the floor show, uh, and they they specified this can be any type of demon, but it must showcase each contestant's unique style of drag. Mm. Plus, Peaches, Peaches Christ, will, Christ be there. will be present Yay! to give acting tips and direct the horror short, and the winner will have an opportunity. This an opportunity. I love. Did you they hear will this? Have the opportunity does not mean you got the role. It means you have the opportunity to appear on the silver screen in an upcoming Dread movie production. Dread to said, appear, which could be walking in the background. You could, a, you could be an actor, actor. You could be a dead body in a morgue. Yeah. Girl, the lawyers, the lawyers from Dread said, let's just be clear about the language here. Yes. Because sure. you are not giving someone any kind of role. That's a no, ho- you promise but that's Hollywood, baby. That's or they'll get paid for it. Yeah. So the fright um, feat is that mm-hmm. they have to do Peaches Christ eyebrows, which <laughs> is like the full rainbow caterpillar. Now, they just said the eyebrow mm-hmm. in five minutes because I'm sure they were looking to save time because Peaches Christ has like the craziest eyeshadow. Yeah. But Very I think even. a lot of them tried to do it. I was gagged when Peaches Christ walked into the room. What Me did too. You, tell us about what you thought of that. I mean, I love Peaches Christ. I am such a huge fan. I was also kind of hoping that Peaches would be on the judging panel Same. instead of just their acting Agreed. coach. Agreed. But I do feel like I really enjoyed someone else's energy in the room running the show and having a campy good time. And I would like more of that. I would like more. Uh, like, I would have liked you to be in the boudoir with them, Land, and Like, something to, like... I don't know. It was great, yeah. though. Yeah, I think her I whole agree. time in there was fun. Yeah. I really loved her there, too. Great. Oh, such great, like you said, great energy. Iconic. Legendary. I can't say much, but I'll be working with her soon enough. We're, we're talking about me. So it'll be excited once I get to tell everyone. So I was super excited to see her walk on. It, it was just this, like, moment of, like, she feels so dropped in to herself that mm-hmm. she walked in and she was like, okay, you've got a big challenge. We're going to do these eyebrows. Then she got to play around the room. Then when yeah. she inspected them, like, it, it was just, a, she was a beacon, like a shining like a, just a wonderful addition to this episode, and Meepo, I agree with you. I think visitors to the boudoir would be like really exciting. But again, COVID and every single time you're all right, the testing and you're everything. right. So what I will future, say, it's also now that Mary Cherry's gone, there's like 20 minutes to fill in every episode <laughs> that used to go to sound bites from her and her picking fights with people. I could say that all these episodes could be 15 minutes shorter. Um, but when Mary was there, they could have been long. <laughs> <laughs> so Sigourney did actual caterpillars, which I think was a fun take on it. I really yes. liked them, and they were so detailed. Saint went very small, 
Very small. Very small. And I love how she she explained it as I'm doing a makeup artist approach. Like, what other <laughs> approach is there, girl? You're <laughs> like, an artist <laughs> applying makeup, Diva. Like, that's what yeah. you did. <laughs> um, Zavaletta won, but I'm sorry. I would like to talk about Dolly's approach because that's what I would have done. Just make fun of her. Just go yeah. up to my fucking forehead. Yeah, up to the top of her bald head, like all the way yeah. halfway up. And then she was like, that's a little too John Wayne gay for me and I was like I don't think Peaches knows herself no one oh, oh, <laughs> well she even said that right she was like I'm learning a lot about myself watching you all do these eyebrows which is like so perfect though for that critique because Dolly had said that she would do Terrifier or they would do Terrifier if they were the first episode which is oh, not yeah. far away from the already white clown white face clown right. drag so it was oh, all in line with the brand so it was still funny as fuck and then Michael Verratti brings in the script for Zava Zava wins Zava wins the fright feet. Right. And Zava gets to cast the film. Zava plays like she's going to be shady with the roles, but she's actually pretty fair. And she and she says she's assigning the roles based on like who she thinks is right for them. I think Do you think fine. that's a good strategy? I think at this point, yes. You don't want to make enemies anymore. Anymore. You're in the top five. Yeah. They've already kind of, you know, smoothed over their previous personality of being the bitch and kind of i think it's a smart choice and it's i a think fair she choice. was smart to pair herself with sigourney because she knows sigourney is like always a top contender so why not match that level and bring that over to me and you know landon on your season most people talked about how you were just an artist the entire time you sort of rose above the reality tv the like you know catty drama you definitely had some things to say like it's Mm -hmm. not that you weren't opinionated but you were like i don't need to mess with you children i'm here to win and you know the first half of this season was not that Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. now it sort of seems like especially after last week and probably after they all saw the promo together they yeah. were like they were like oh now we can just really focus on what we're doing and yes. it definitely felt like a shift and i think specifically zava has been one of the biggest instigators by her not being shady in this moment Agreed. it really felt like that solidified the shift Agreed. in the top five and it, it really felt like they were comfortable in that in that just being comfortable with each other not being shady like last week it was very much really sugary sweet almost we're like toothache from all this sugary sweetness but this week it seems really comfortable and natural and i don't like the drama i'm i'm one of those few people who watch reality tv and don't enjoy the drama like i like the art i like the explanation of the art i like the performance of the art so like that's why i didn't get involved in the drama when we were filming mine because i don't like it and I get it. It's t- good TV. Totally understand the assignment, but it's just not my my favorite. So now that I'm seeing them just be more comfortable, it's it's refreshing. Yeah, oh. I, I think we're far enough in it that they're not uncomfortable in front of the cameras anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're not fighting because there's nothing like really urgent going on. But they're yeah. also like they've had the talk, they had their su- super sweet episode, and now it's like okay, this is actually who we really are, and yeah. we're able to work together. I also think that maybe some of the negative energy or some of the complaints that were coming from the other contestants, they're just not there anymore. Agreed. Also, your season is so funny because all the gifs of you are you just looking around the room being like, oh, no. It's very like Dolly when she turned to the camera and was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. It's very much just I like I enjoy the fun exchanges. But when it becomes petty and like dumb and you're just like aching for camera time, that's when I'm just like, oh, my God, bitch, shut the fuck up. But like, well, it's fun. It's fun. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> so wait, up on the main stage, we see uh, Peaches and Michael for the acting rehearsal. And did you love that they all kept their wild Fright Feet Peaches eyebrows on for this? I they- did. That was perfect. <laughs> So it made good. it harder for me to imagine these characters because they were all Peaches Christ. <laughs> sure. Uh, Peaches gives them incredible notes. She gives them great so notes good. and real, like, real acting feedback. I thought this yes. was going to be like a everyone over the top, do too much, do whatever. But she was really trying to ground them in reality, which I think yeah, is so great. I wish we had that workshop moment. You know, it, it's so important. It was so helpful, obviously. Like, wow, such good feedback. This felt like, like a masterclass. Like, yeah, we, it really like, did. Peach just never stumbled over what she was saying. She knew exactly, wh- like, how to do it. It clearly came from experience. Like, this mm-hmm. was some pro shit. This was and really impressive. She didn't give them line readings, and she didn't tell them how to do their characters. What? She let them pick the character, and then was like, "Bring it back. Bring it uh-huh. back a little bit more. Maybe that won't work. Try something different." She let, let them, them still do, make their own choices, so it wasn't like they were being set up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. It was very cool. Very uh, th- good. This was like this was I a was, real challenge. Yeah. Completely. Uh, and my- Michael was there too, and Michael probably gave some good feedback too. But they were just highlighting um, Peaches because Michael's very involved in Dragula. Yeah. Like he's one of he's one of the he's actually if I'm not mistaken the director that directs all of the opening and the and the execution scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's very involved. Yeah. <laughs> and he also he also wrote this the Exorcister mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, he's yeah. written the previous. He he wrote the Dungeons and Dragons scene too. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, see Meatball, the Dungeons and Dragons. That scene. was Remember the acting that? one. That I was, was remembering it because one. you were in all that armor, the foam armor that was the so, purple. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. barbarian. So which you know, there's there's so much to say about it because they got this workshop, which is great, and it totally made me jealous because there were things that like. I was trying to do and would ask and like, oh, can I do it like this? And they're like, no, we're short on time. Stop asking questions. Oh. I can do stuff. And then like one of my critiques was like, you're not trying enough things. I'm like, I tried. Oh, <laughs> I, tried to do no. I tried to make eye contact with the camera to break the fourth wall. And then I got so jealous at Zav. So later on, she looks at the, at the camera and says, gay. And I'm like, yes. I want to do that. Like, yes. so, that was so, so funny. jealous. So jealous. <laughs> I thought that One she took I away did. the full Jennifer Coolidge voice, though. Like, I really like. I wanted them to be. I thought they that they were great, but just a little campier. Yes, oh, I agree. Okay. Um, okay. I did love the one note I just do want to highlight from Peaches is like when she was talking about the gay priest, the way that she so like eloquently phrased the idea of pulling back on the like over campiness because it actually does a disservice to the idea of just like a queer person. And that yeah. was such like a smart way of sort of telling Zava, like making an adjustment on Zava. Yeah. She says, I think I wrote it down kind of mockery of an effeminate, powerful man. Like, don't be a mockery of an effeminate, power and powerful man. Just be an effeminate, yeah. effeminate powerful yes. man. Absolutely. But, like, my drag, that's my drag. Oh, mockery yeah, yeah, yeah. of an effeminate, powerful man. Yeah, so. and your drag is never a mockery. So you are right, <laughs> yeah. right I'm in like, get it, bitch. That. That's me right there. I guess Just except when you painted, you've done a Trump illusion before. That was a mockery. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was obviously mockery. <laughs> he's a, he's a mockery comedy. of himself. You know what Honey, I mean? He's a mockery of humanity. All right, so. <laughs> Let, uh, let's take a break and we'll come right back. Mm-hmm. 
And we're, we're back. back. So it's the next day, and everyone is digesting the feedback from Peaches about not being too over the top or campy. Dolly is really in his head about applying the feedback and changing gears, which I would be too. That was like a lot of notes. And Zava actually gives Sigourney some suggestions about how to alter her makeup and to be a bit, bit filthier and less glamorous. What'd you think about that little moment of them together? <laughs> oh, you have nothing to say? That you thought it was strategic? No. Um, go ahead. No, you I want to know. 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 I want to know what you think. <laughs> wait, wait, is there no something I don't know? No. Just seems no. like Landon doesn't have an opinion on it. I was just, I was more focused on, on, yeah, like the, the, Saint, um, kind of I, the irony of Saint being given the note to oh, constantly yes. giving a note to amp it up, amp it up, amp it up, and then she does, and then she's given a note. No, you got you got to make it Bring more it somber. In. It's like make up your mind. What do you want from her? I was more focused on that than that really. Is so true, and it is an interesting sabbat. And maybe this is something they didn't talk about because the Boulets have been giving that note, but then Peaches is, it's her first day. And so yeah. she says, pull back. So I think maybe that's part of the reason that Saint was able to be safe this week. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, because you were sort of looking at it and you're like, okay, normally when you get the same critiques three weeks in a row, that yeah. you're on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the reason Saint was safe this week is because it wasn't, it, it was out of Saint's control about where to pull it back. And she followed the direction of energy. Correct. Which is what she hasn't been yeah. doing on the main stage. And, and we'll see that she still doesn't, but, then, but you know. Yeah, but then on the main stage, she doesn't amp it up. She doesn't do anything. But also, like, the character is super ethereal, so she's staying true to that character. But it's just like, <laughs> how can you be that glamorous, that much of an angel, and, like, really pump up the energy? And I think there's a way to do it. I just haven't For sure. Like you just, we, we'll talk about it when we get to that okay, point. Yeah, I think yeah. we're All jumping right, ahead a little right, bit. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alert! 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 alert, 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 alert. about to begin. <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> so the boulets are wearing crowns. They have capes, and they didn't you feel like they were like storming the runway? They were kind of yes, stomping they were it out. Themselves. They were like pow, 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 pow. Yeah. In front of these like visuals of castles. They had two challenges in a row where they were wearing really, really heavy headpieces so they could barely move. And then this one, they're like, we're free. Like, you could see that they were like jumping, like skipping down the runway because they yes. felt light on their feet. Yeah. When the little one did that spin with the cape and then like drop down low, I was like, yeah. oh, Batman, she's feeling it. She is oh, feeling sure. it. Yeah. I and love then, these looks, but I've seen those those crowns before. Those are made out of foam, which I think is so yeah, crazy because they look like they look amazing. Metal. They're Swan so makes really them all, doesn't she? Oh, I wanted to say this earlier. Who? I Swan, who? the little one. Oh, since you can, you never remember their names and who they are. No, so the little one is Swan. The little one is Swan. Big one is Drac. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I thought, I just wanted to say, I thought they looked so lovely in the opening, opening, opening with the priest with the like scarf wrapped around their yes. head. Yes, they looked so, so soft. And then the yes. robes, and then like the robes. Yeah. We didn't, it was yeah. just so, that's glamour. That's good Honey, shit. Honey, that's glamour, Diva. Let's talk about these guest judges. I've these, seen Ray Santiago in some. Me too. Was he a child actor? 
Were oh, they maybe. a child actor? I f- they look like they. Maybe I saw them in a I Broadway like... play. Were they in Lacage on Broadway? Like he looks so familiar. Zipper, are you looking it up? I am. And can I tell you Ray's age and you will get. Oh, wait. Make sure it's the right one. I know. Because one of them said 51. And I was like, oh, ah! no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Vampire. No, 84. He's only a. F- um, he's older than me. Meet the Fockers? Evil Dead? Girl Fight? I don't see. I mean, the credits go far, far back. Look, he's done a bunch. Yeah. He was I think not- he's just familiar. Dexter? I mean, did you watch Evil Dead? No, it's too scary. No, I don't, okay. I don't watch scary, spooky stuff. That's not me. Yeah. Yeah, but duh, all over Evil Dead. I mean, I mean how yeah, many seasons of that like show? Character, yeah. You're like, hello. Hello. <laughs> the, reason, the reason she's on the panel. Okay. So so Ray is a guest oh, judge. And then on order SVU. <laughs> don't oh, say that's, your that's jam. where you recognize. Not the leading character role for many years, and but Law and Order fuckers. SVU. He, I yeah. remember he always played a young Ben Stiller because they look kind of the same. Okay. <laughs> and then oh, I can see that for Misha, sure. Misha. Uh, Osherovic. Yes. Who, honey, fresh Gorgeous. out of acting school with the with the notes. Gorgeous. That was some NYU. Uh, I studied <laughs> in the conservatory, and I'm giving yes. you notes. What was with- the one that got me? It was like you. Oh, I forgot. Oh, different tactics. You were trying different tactics. Yeah. Yeah. And you were I like, was like, damn, yeah. acting school, baby. Because she was told to. It was in a script. <laughs> she was told to. So, okay, give her credit for something she was told to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, we've been talking about it the whole time. So, Ray Santiago, Misha Osherovich, and the Boulets watch along with, oh, no, not along with. No, nope, they just watch there. on their own. No, I was going to say along with the monsters, no. but. They watch the Exa Sisters. Thoughts? It's a little long. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I have an issue with sometimes editing is just so long. Like they stay on things. Like uh, I'm cutting to the end of it, but when Sigourney walks over to go kill a Saint's character, Mother Two, it's like you see her walk over, and like they could have just cut it to where she was there, and then you know, yeah. there's certain moments like that where I feel like okay, it, it could have been a little dicier. And also, I think I'm that sorry, the editing but... being so long and so slow, and the rhythm being so slow, did not help their acting performances. Correct. Correct. Yes. Because watching, yes. opening it on Hoso laughing for a full 30, 40 seconds, it's too long. It's yeah. too long. Am, am I the only one that thinks it's shady that they didn't, no one had real names? The priest wasn't like, like. Oh. F- f- Father Francisco, and the assistant wasn't <laughs> like, you know, like. Grisella, but they were teen, mother one, mother two, to the point where they did opening credits and wrote mother yeah, one, mother we two. Credits. We knew what was coming. We <laughs> well, knew why what did was they, coming. Michael, was Michael Verratti, why didn't you name them? They didn't Just need give names. them names. They, they didn't need names. They're no, archetypes. I stand yeah. on names. Give okay. them names. Either, seeing Dolly in a white face in the wig, either Dolly didn't bring any human skin tone makeup or Dolly doesn't know how to do that. Which took me back to Abora, season two when they're in the woods and they're talking about she doesn't have and they're like, girl, this is a drag competition. She didn't bring any flesh tones. Like yeah. it was like flashback, mm. flashback, right to That's that exactly moment. What it was, and that was yeah. the one where they were all supposed to be like the final girls, right? 
They were mm-hmm. supposed to be like, yeah. yeah. The acting, it was an acting challenge, yeah. I thought Dali was giving uh, current day bitch pudding vibes with the mustache. That's what the, the internet said, too. And the big 80s wig. <laughs> That's what the internet said, too. I love the 80s. Did you clock that Saint was wearing Zabaleta sweater? Yes! yes. From the previous episode? Yeah, I know! I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Also, I did love that they all, I mean, I'm assuming that those were all costumes that they brought because she just had acid wash jeans with her. I know, so good. I loved um, it. Ugh. Can I do some sexualization? Is this okay? Always. Yeah, go for it. Um, Hoso was presenting genital in the nightgown, like a lot. Bald really? city. Yeah, girl. Because she had You didn't nothing... know Hoso's dicks out on the internet everywhere? Yeah, yeah. true. It is, it is in her hands. Had, I think she had nothing on, but remember when she was wearing that little jock strap as the cactus? Oh, yeah. Just that tiny little loincloth. the meat out. It felt like the meat was just poking through that nightgown, and then she's flopping on the bed. You were zooming in. You were trying you were, to yeah, I, wasn't yeah. paying, I was paying attention to the acting. As I was, we were oh, supposed sorry, to be doing it. Was I? <laughs> How about the bed broke? The bed broke? So it's like on an angle, girl. It's like a like completely on the floor, one side down. Dolly, mother two or whatever, hopped on the bed to like save her daughter, and Bam. the whole thing broke. Oh god, that makes me. That's hard to stay on a bed like when it's angled like that. So yeah. most probably was doing some ab work and shit during that scene. And then was the the key that Zava used that was like a cross? Was it? Wasn't that the the key? The J. Jolie key, key of life and death. Yeah, the key of life and death. To, yeah, I thought was, that was. I wouldn't want to touch then, that thing. That thing's bad luck. <laughs> well, no, she got burnt into her forehead with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, overall, it was a fun script. I didn't like the editing. I think that they all did great <laughs> for what they were working with. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And now it's time. For the floor, floor show. show. Ooh. All right, Dolly comes out in a demon as a demon in a skirt with a leather horns. I loved the look, the makeup, um, and that and the strappiness. But it was I wanted more, maybe. Yeah, I love everything that Dolly wears and brings to the floor shows and just to their drag. But yeah, it was definitely it's the same thing we've seen over. Yes, over it looked familiar. La Zavaleta is a demon sex pot with big wings that she rips off and tits and a dick. What was that dick, though? It no, looked like at first dick? I thought it was a tongue. <laughs> I, I thought so too, and I, and I couldn't get a good view of what it was. Even it when they were like like in the wall, I couldn't tell. I it don't felt know. like they didn't highlight the dick part. Yes, they clearly they were, didn't. There was a lot of angles where Zava was turned sideways and they were using those shots. Um, so the wing malfunctioned. One of the wings malfunctioned, I right? Did it? <clears throat> yeah, you can see that it completely broke apart. So oh, then I she went and tore the other one. Well, in the judging, in the critique, they basically were like, you abandoned the wings. And she's like, of course, I was performing. I had to get them off because it broke. Mm-hmm. And then it it changed her story. Yeah. Yeah, because she's supposed to be a, a plastic surgery sex demon is what okay. she explained yeah. it. But I, obviously the sex is there because, you know. Full pieces, body and yeah. dildo, but yeah. I don't know where the plastic surgery was other than big boobs. But that to me isn't big boobs. Big she boobs. had her breastplate out. Yeah, like, I know. I love plastic that. surgery. I didn't get this plastic surgery. But yeah, all I could think of was take these broken wings. Okay, but here's the thing. I loved that look. I didn't I quite get yeah. the penis, but 
the wings were gorgeous when she stepped out. I was like, this is incredible. Yes. I would have um, liked to see Sigourney add more elements of Zavaleta's look onto her her look. Absolutely. Like, because yeah. Sigourney just came out as a barefooted abortion demon. <laughs> oh, <no>. Sausage. <laughs> Sausage. She's a, a vegan, of- too, so that was probably hard for her to eat. <laughs> they did mention that she had, like, a little issue with it getting caught in her hair, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, she's a demon, so, and the hair is huge. Like, what was supposed to happen? It not get caught in her hair? Was she barefoot and then later in heels, or was she barefoot the whole time? I no idea. I didn't the whole notice. Time. Yeah. Got it. I thought I she came out barefoot. It felt like she was trying to do filth, but only really let her prop be filthy and then, like, her bare feet and her arms. Like, she didn't let her body and her face be filthy, right? And they had that whole conversation where Zava was like, make your eyes darker, do this. And again, it's just the same thing where it's like, it was like her um, wild, wild, weird West look where they were like, yeah, we can see that you put the detail in, but it's not enough. Like, with the Mm -hmm. veins and stuff. Weird Wild West. Yeah, she had the cheek prosthetics, which I do love. Yeah, they were um, great. she had red red contacts in instead of white, so that mm-hmm. was already like a difference, <laughs> very subtle difference, but a difference. Um, and she actually was giving me uh, Dahlia's um, filth look, her Bobby Yaga. It was like <gasps> oh, almost the same. Like, I, yeah. She came out, and I was like, "That's Dahlia's Bobby Yaga doing filth." Oh it was like God. very reminiscent, and I'm like, I'm wondering if anyone on like set mentioned that or during judging or anything, and they just edited it out. I don't know, but it was very much like, okay, um, I didn't. She was credited for doing filth finally, but I guess if if they're giving her something like she did something filthy, but it just felt like body paint, like black body body paint on her feet and black body paint on her hands. Yeah, and she ate the intestines of a baby i don't know it her it baby. didn't really uh well, sell me on it but maybe baby. they saw something else in real yeah, life maybe yeah. it looked different on the stage so exactly you never know Hoso comes out now was Hoso <laughs> like a business like like the, a business the, person the, who yeah. sold their business. soul to the yeah. devil yeah yeah i loved it i could not uh-huh. stop laughing it was so silly the, the personification the handshake <laughs> the so pointing good. The business of it all. Like, I was like, this is great. And then the cast of the middle fingers across yeah. the forehead. So good. So creative. I love how she's all, like, a drag king, but then came out as a woman in a tux. Where'd the king go? But okay. <laughs> um, and then Saint comes out as, a, as an angel demon. As just the most beautiful angel demon with so a little blood on him. Beautiful. It was so gorgeous. When they God. started... With her lit from behind, so she has the halo of light around her. So gorgeous. Those wings are gorgeous. So beautiful. Her hair, so flawless. Just everything, head to toe, the sheer, so beautiful. Let me throw, throw, you know, as someone who doesn't wear dresses, let me just throw one thing out. You know, we we always talk about how um, gorgeous Saint's legs are. How would you have liked this look if it was also mini skirt? Loved it. Or an asymmetrical skirt, so one whole thigh is out, <gasps> giving us that meat. Ooh, yeah. Just thigh. a little bit, you know what I mean? Just a little drama, a little oil yeah. sheen. Yeah. And I think this was a smart move on their part because, one, they packed this look for the show. And, two, it's completely opposite of everything they've done so far. True. So it really stood out. 
It did, but the pr- presentation of it was still exactly the same. Like you, you literally have Dolly telling you, "I was given critiques because of being ethereal. You're being a little too ethereal, so try not to be too ethereal." That word was used, and then it was yeah. she picked a ethereal look, like, right. and yeah. she packed it and she had it made. And I get it; that was all part of the plan. But you get those critiques, you go back to that shit, and you you do something to it. Like maybe fall an angel, maybe put a bunch of blood on it, and be a I mean, half that's demon, like, half she angel. Was, what yeah. she's supposed to do, I think, is you know that's kind of what the but it was just story too was. I, I don't know. Yeah, this is the movement. And then like, I love how shady it was with the music, too, because the music was like, okay, ooh, electro, dark electro, and then it builds it up, and then it drops, and you, I expected her to go crazy, and then it was still like, ah. Yeah, you know what I it was? I didn't the music at all. I'm like, oh, I'm shady. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, watch her. She doesn't have energy, and this is so theater, but like through the tips of her fingers. It's not okay. exuding out yes, on top of her head. It's very theater. It's not what every you did motion as being Mr. Like, Dusseldorf in the Anne Frank story. Energy it's Mr. Through- Dussel. Sorry. You should know as a Jew. <laughs> Wait, what, what? Speaking of Happy Hanukkah. Yes, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, no, but how do you how do you explain this to someone? This sounds so shady. We're all listen, everyone is such big fans of Saint. Obviously, the brand is the Boulet brothers are. How do you just this say is third like time. it's not enough energy? Like turn it up. Like, how do you say that to someone? The problem is they have. They've said it every single time. Every single yeah. judge has said it. Everybody yeah. has said it. Dali has said it. Everyone in the room has probably said it to her. So I don't well, know. Saint, open invitation to come on here and drag us and let us know. Let us know. What's wrong? She looked like she was doing beautiful work for an editorial photo shoot. Exactly. It didn't look like it was work for a performance-focused competition. That's but what you we know were what? talking about. Yeah. Editorial Third photo shoots. Maybe she will win. Now, let's go to the sibling chat. They How both- do you feel about this sibling chat? We talk about this every every week, but we over here love the sibling chat because it feels like the realest, most down-to-earth, most authentic view of the boulets that we get to see. And this week in particular, honey, they were honest. Yeah, definitely. That and was mad. So mad. Well, Swan was mad too. She was like, this is, I thought we were going to get fucking like, shit thrown at us that was wonderful on the best and meh I was like whoa right out the gate they were not happy and it's crazy uh, they're getting tired they're getting tired they're tired and and Swan was like I don't care it's a competition yeah. you gotta yeah, have the energy same same <laughs> did you ever feel like on your season you were getting worn out of did course you, did you you're have not, the you're literally not though? sleeping you're, yeah. you're, we're not sleeping at least I didn't sleep like at all I got like a half hour a, a night just because I was focused on listening to critiques and adding and changing and you know modifying and blah 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 and preparing but can I <clears throat> ask you this is a little off topic but I mean no it's not off topic it's just not about this episode how challenging is it when you've prepared things to then apply critiques within custom pieces that have been prepared for runway prompts like is that a tricky line to walk of course because you're, you're trying to you know take the critiques and apply them to yourself and your character and through your lens of drag and so you're not trying to change who you are and what you prepared is who you are so to find that balance it's it's tricky it's right. definitely tricky but you try to get creative with it be more the more creative you are and and unique with that with those alterations it's you're going to pay off yeah. For trying, at least, yeah. 
And I know in previous seasons, I don't know the tea about this one, but they were able to go and get fabrics and like after a note, they were able to go and pick up stuff and alter their looks. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this season. Me neither. But it was definitely Calvin. possible in previous seasons. And like my mm-hmm. season, which was like, let's not even call it a season, but we had a full week in between. But I was also like fully working a full time job. So yeah, I you would were be told like, the week before what the next challenge is. You weren't given yeah, like, I think we were given like three, three weeks, days like, yeah. or yeah. something beforehand. Yeah. And so it would be like, I would be at work thinking about it and then trying to figure out how to go buy fabric. So it's mm-hmm. like a completely different thing. But I don't know if this season they were allowed to go to Santee and buy stuff. Right, because of COVID and everything, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, then you're, intera- you're interacting with strangers and then you have to come back to this house where you're quarantining with people in the set. So it and- seems like yeah, maybe that's they what were I mean. stuck that's with whatever they had. And that's what's tricky. It's like you don't want to abandon the look that you spent, you know, 50 hours rhinestoning and like whatever. But yeah. at the same time, like you, you kind of like that's what I want to know about Sigourney's look is did she pull this together because it was simply, you know, it was less coverage and less detailed than some of her other looks? Or was right. this the plan from the whole time she just made the makeup a little more filthy? Who knows? Yeah, don't know. But maybe the producers also can go out and get them stuff, too. Like, oh yeah, you, know, you send one person stuff. with a list of things instead of five people walking in a different direction. But here's yeah. me. I And I feel like you might be the same way. I couldn't trust someone else to go buy me the fabric No, that not I want. at all. But if that's the only option yeah, I have, I mean, I'll make it work. Yeah, Bring me like... something black, four-way stretch, and shiny. I'll <laughs> fucking figure it out. You know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do it. <laughs> you better, you better, and you better haggle, bitch. I yeah, don't want to pay full price. That better be four-way stretch. So <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> meatballs, meatballs wearing tight shorts and saying, oh, through this tight aisle here, mister. Grab my booty. There you Ooh. go. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with the judgments and the exterminator. No, spooky. <laughs> Ooh, ah. We're back. <laughs> All right, let's get into the judgments here. We kind of talked about a lot of these. Um, Basically, you know, Misha told Dolly, you need to listen more. Acting is about listening and reacting in the situation. Um, And I was kind of surprised that Sigourney's feedback was that she stole the show in the acting challenge because I didn't necessarily think that she stood out the most. No, But there was that feedback. They were like, you were really great. She just has all those facial expressions of her yeah. quirkiness already. That's just Sigourney. It's not. It didn't seem like a character other than her voice. Like I get what she was going for, but yeah, her reactions are just kind of Sigourney's personality already. Yeah, right. I thought it was also interesting. Like they said that, but I was like, during those edits that we watched, they left the camera linger on her for a long time. Yeah, like long enough for her to be like, okay, and now I'm done with my line. Um, so it was just interesting that that's what she got. Zavaleta, sorry, get out of here. Oh, Zavaleta, are you kicking yeah. the pussy out? <laughs> Zavaleta, uh, the boules saw fear in her eyes. They said that her wings are falling apart, but they like the character. I think, yeah. Well, that was an interesting feedback because they basically said 
you're a powerhouse performer and have always been, but this was the first night we actually saw fear in your eyes, which that as, as someone who has been told, I think all three of us are, we get really positive feedback as performers. Mm -hmm. And I know like Landon, the moment you hit the stage, it's like power. And if something goes wrong and someone can see it in your eyes, that almost feels like they can see into your soul. And so if something goes wrong, you always want to cover it. So I feel like even though there was harsher actual feedback, this is the most kind of like, this would be the worst thing to hear as a performer. Yes. I saw fear in your eyes. I saw you Uh break character or whatever. That's like the worst. Unless it's for a giggle. Right. Totally. Unless it's looking at the fourth wall and saying, gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's got to be a meme, right? Is that it all already is. Is. It, already okay. is. it has to be, yeah. Gay? <laughs> oh, I think Hoso posted it. Did you also notice that um, there was a point in the action of the script where I think Zava is meant to taste the vomit? I was just talking about that. Yeah, thinking about that. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Did you talk about it? Took it on a, here? No, 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 no. It took a really long time for her to deliver that line. And it was but like, also, they didn't pause. show it. They didn't yeah. show that moment. So it was a weird cut, too. Yeah. That's I think they didn't get the camera in. angle. Like, she, I think they moved over a little too far and they didn't like reconvene and bring it in tighter. I think it was just a production error. Weird. I would have liked that scene to have walls. Um, and they <laughs> zoomed. They were on the Wait, I do want to say this. Alaska, talking about the other drag show, Alaska brought up a while ago, why don't they film the acting skits with a different camera or put a different filter? Like, not use the TV camera, but use a film camera, a music video camera. Because y'all got that treatment on the Dungeons & Dragons. And it made everything better. Yeah, it does. Camera is so important. Okay, I just wanted so, to say that out loud. That's a good point. That's an excellent, excellent point. Excellent yes, point. Alaska makes an excellent point. Yes. Surprise! Alaska's <laughs> what? Alaska having great thoughts on draft? What? How crazy. <laughs> okay, so who wins here? Saint wins. No, Zavaleta no. wins. No, no. Hoso wins. wins. <laughs> oh my god. Meatball. But, but but there was a little argument about Hoso's feedback, right? Because remember, they were like, your character was expected and not unique. You just did an easy thing. And, and then, then the argument Misha. was, Misha said, actually, I want to disagree. It's really challenging to be committed like that. And I agree. Riding I agree. and screaming and vomiting on the bed and being chained up on the bed and being the the tormented demonic person uh yeah, that's and, challenging and changing emotions from that slow giggle yeah it may have it may have gone on a long time that opening laugh but that's still challenging to do yes. in a convincing way and it was great and i feel like if they really wanted her to reinvent the character that to note that they would have given them at the beginning of that workshop and they were guiding her in that direction to stay more true to the character so i feel like all of that was like a Critique from not being on set. Correct. And I think they would have, it would have had more payoff if Peaches was there to judge because she was there to give them those notes. So she could be like, you executed this better than this. But instead, it Mm -hmm. seemed like they were hearing secondhand what the prep for the challenge was and then trying to give them notes based off of that. And these people don't know them. And they, I mean, I don't know, but they don't really know drag, in my opinion. I mean, they're not queens. So the extermination challenge. Agreed. So Hoso wins, but did you notice the language, the language shift? No. 
they say when they announced the win, they said Hoso wins a role. They didn't say oh. an opportunity. So I think they were able to confirm that her <laughs> acting was good enough that she actually wins a oh, role. Dredd, oh, yeah, Dread was there. And they were like, okay, we'll give her the role. Because <laughs> yeah. they said Because they saw the her role. execution was good, yeah. <laughs> they really are reading Great between point. these lines. Oh, honey, I'm it. here so to good. pay attention. It's, it's like it's, you're doing your job or something. Well, wow. One might, one might say that. <laughs> one might say that. Okay, so tell us about the extermination. extermination people. is La Zavaleta, which is shocking, and Dali, which is shocking, and Sigourney, which is even more shocking. While Saint is safe, even though they just talked about how Saint gets the same notes every week. The extermination challenges, they will be taken to the Chapel of Calamity. They will be f- bound to the wall inside of a latex vacuum chamber and face their fear of suffocation and claustrophobia. I would have left. I couldn't do this. <laughs> this yeah. was, I thought they were going to be in a vacuum sealed like fetish bag that has the tube for breathing. Mm. Yeah. And they Me basically too. were. But there was no tube for breathing. So and all the, the thing air... could just come up because those vacuum sealed bags, you have to let it refill. Yeah. And so, like, when you tap out of this, you're able to tap out quicker. But this was fucking scary. This one was scary. Yeah. This is right out of a horror film. Like, we've seen this technique used a bunch in horror films where they use that latex technique to make it look like various things. But that was straight out of a horror film. Yeah. That was intense. And, you know, in reality, they only were on for maybe, like, 20 20 seconds or 30 seconds at a time or something. But, like, still. Don't pull back the curtain that much. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. That's just safety cautions. (laughs) Yeah, that's safety. But I also thought, like, maybe if they turn their head sideways, they could maybe breathe because there's, like, just a small gap of air. But Mm. I did think it was so funny. I did die laughing when they zoomed in on Zava's face and she was just shaking like side to side. That's all she was doing. She was just shaking. Also, when it vacuum sealed, you have to watch it again, it lifted her boobs up. It went (laughs) and they went straight up. It was so funny. Um, But yeah, that was the best challenge this season, I think. For me, I like that one the most. That one was good. Really good. I think I think it was clear that Dolly was safe in the execution in the extermination challenge because they were giving so many angles and, and movement and like mm-hmm. being dramatic was giving, and visually was like so cool to watch. She was performing yeah, like, the extermination and I think yeah. other people were suffering through it. But yeah. in my like, but to me that looks like, oh, get me out, get me out, get me out. So does that mean that they should go home because they were the ones struggling the most? Or no, was it I think because she the was camera performing. was there? I think it's the performance of it, yeah. Mm. And they, they always win based on performance. Now I know we skipped the cauldron, but um oh, yeah. I just thought it was kind of annoying how they were like, We're all making history. You being Asian, you being black, yeah. or you're Mexican and you are a woman. So we're history making. Let's all hold hands in our history. I love how they, I think it was saying, like, self-proclaimed them the strongest top five in Dragula history. I was going to say, fight words. I'm all, okay, so fuck my drag, right? Shit. But, like, it's it's funny. Like, so I, I don't really enjoy it when people self-proclaim titles onto themselves. So it yeah. kind of, like, rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. And especially because she's been, she's been kind of, um, kind of complainy. Like, through a lot of their, mm-hmm. their like, interviews, they're kind of complaining, like, well, I didn't win. I think I should have won. Well, I do that. Oh, let's talk about Sigourney's Dragger. Well, what about oh, glamour? What about my glamour? Like, mm-hmm. it's all kind I'm of, like... percent. Look at me. Look at... Yeah, I'm giving 200%. Like, everyone's giving a lot of percent. And yeah. 
I'm loving for meatball's face right now. Sorry, meatball, you froze again. You were so good. <laughs> you know, something else that was revealed in the cauldron is Hoso talks about mm-hmm. having cancer and being sort of immune compromised now. And I think that plays into like a lot of maybe what's happening also while filming this, especially like we've been talking about on this episode during COVID. Like, but the thing that I took away from it is Hoso saying, I live fearlessly now. And that I think is like a really like wild place to be. And I think so many of us live our lives afraid of what people are going to think, afraid of doing something, afraid of an extermination challenge, you know, like any of those things. And so to hear Hoso say like, I live as fearlessly as possible. It was really endearing and and it it sort of really rounded out her fullness and her character and really made me think like she's a contender for top three or even taking it all the way because they Agreed. really rounded her whole story out. Yeah, I identified with, with her story a lot as a cancer survivor mm-hmm. and how saying like you experience pain like you never would have thought and then you get through it and you're just like... I could do anything. If right? I can get through that, I could do anything. Yeah, and it's 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 really like it's a the boost in your confidence of being able to handle whatever the, the world throws at you. Because when you're literally facing death and mm-hmm. the only thing is to go through pain to not die, you're, of course, every, every extermination challenge. If if I told I went I went into the competition saying if I have to do anything crazy. It's just a mantra. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. And that right. comes from that kind of battle, too. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, she had a great story. It's almost as if if she didn't win that challenge, you would have thought, like, oh, are they getting rid of her? Because it gave a lot of yeah, character right. you know, development there. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> and I was shocked when it was La Zavaleta going home. Yeah. That was Likewise. crazy to me. Yeah, it was especially Especially the, because Sigourney sat in that chair and was like, well, Zavaleta's not going home. Uh-huh. And I don't see Dali going home. I guess I'm going home. I mean, I don't want to go home, but maybe right. I'm going home. And I was like, you said that out loud? Like, d- right. don't say that out loud. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't even give them the sound bite. Like, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. So well, what did you think about Zavaleta getting the chop and how she got the chop? Wong. <laughs> well, I I do love that. Like they finally had an extermination challenge where we didn't know who it was immediately. Yeah. Yes. You know, they kind of. But then once you see there was no boobs, you're like, okay, well it's not Sigourney. Yeah. And then so uh... it's either Dolly or Zavaleta. Um, I thought that was a nice kind of reminiscent to like the traditional Dragula extermination. Yeah. And, and you and you only see their hands. You know, like. Yeah, I, I, you know, it wasn't like a full thing until you see their body a little bit more. But it was kind of like, oh, it's a little bit more old school Dracula. I like that. I, I mean, I thought it was one of the better death scenes. Uh, and they well, she was really, really let her acting. Act uh-huh. Like they gave her a horror film ending. They did. They gave her a fucked up angle. That angle yeah, was a not angle on a round face. Wait, but can I just throw this out here? Why wasn't Mr. Teddy Bear being possessed? He was booked that day. He had to by shoot an the only Totally. <laughs> Why wasn't it him possessed? He was like someone that he day. had been. He, they stripped him down to his underwear. They possessed him, and then he went out to murder people on behalf of them. I think yeah. Zava would have appreciated that. Yes. I would have appreciated that. I'd like to murder me. <laughs> Fucking me, Teddy, and Dolly. One we room, no rules. I, thank <laughs> no you for finally giving the us the, the sexual desires that we you give in every episode. 
finally giving it to us, Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I love the blasphemy. I love the flipping over the crucifix. I was like, yes, flip it over. I was yes, yelling so at my they, TV. <laughs> and then they put the upside down cross under the forehead. Uh-huh. I thought it was great. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad to see Zavaleta go because out of all of them, I feel like they have had the largest character arc. Yeah. Starting as like a bitch, then you finding out about their family and why mm-hmm. they are the way they are, apologizing and maturing and making up with everybody. Right. But I, I guess it was time for that story to be done. And it's kind it of um, nice to see in a reality competition where they didn't purposely keep the villain into the top three. Like you yeah. usually see, they, they keep these, you keep the underdog, you keep the hero, you keep the villain. And then everyone always ends up being one of those archetypes. But it was nice to be like, oh, you actually got rid of the villain, like character, quote yeah. unquote villain. Yeah. Um, what else? I was going to say. Who's oh, going- I love, oh, yeah. I love how they usually use a crucifix to actually suffocate her. Something within the... The universe of that story, yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like a rock on a beach. <laughs> I was so bothered. That by was that. part of the story, though. That was a rock on a beach, girl. We have surfboards. We have surfboard blades. Oh, like surfboard. be creative with the when they when they killed off uh, Violencia, they used a hammer. Uh, fucking use a meat tenderizer. Like yes, so many things. I was like, why hammer. are you missing these opportunities? But they actually used a crucifix. So I Do you it. remember when their thing was that their nails were so sharp that they could cut through anything? Oh yeah! That, like, use the nail Shink. again. That uh-huh. was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I love that. Was that. when they were limited to only having their hands, and I think that's when they were getting creative with it. Did you see the TikTok of the person with the bugles on their finger doing the hand <laughs> choreography? Oh, I love it. It's I'm not amazing. Here to judge your drag. I'll send it to you. It's so funny. It's very perfect. Yeah, it, like, drag does always it. does the same thing. She like she does this thing with her little fingers every time. Yes. It's really like uh huh. They're very hand acting. Okay. Oh, yes. Archie, you got it. Okay. Well, thank you. I, that brings us to the end of the episode. Is there anything else you want to say about these contestants that, now that we have a top four? Who do you think is going to win? I want to know who you think is going home next week. Who is going home next week? Saint. I don't think if, they're going to get rid of Saint. They brought I, her back. I this they is think the first time on the show. Dolly, They must love her. They can't send Dolly home. So then, I mean, I think it depends on, on the layout of uh, who wins. Oh yeah, um, because Hoso winning a third one is kind of like the odds are not in that favor. Um, so I think, yeah, if we're going by Hoso, obviously will stay because they won two. Depending on who won the other one, second one, and it's a, I think it'll depend. Oh yeah, on, I guess it comes down to the challenge. Or to yeah. the runway mm-hmm. floor show. Um, who would you be if you were a demon? Oh, who, who would, would I be? You got a demon look. Oh, come on, meatball. I can't think. The demon twink? I'd be come the demon on. twink. That didn't <laughs> exist at the time. It didn't exist at the time. I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. But I think I definitely would have done probably like... I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What I would might, you do, Landon? I would probably go home. Um, I have a new character that I haven't quite flushed out yet, but it's uh, to Nick Cave's red right hand, and it's about a priest character, like coming out and stripping down to having blood and being like the real, de- the real, the real demon is hum- humanity and not really just religion. It's about the person underneath the religion oh. type of thing. Because um, I'm not a religious person at all. Like. 
I love the blasphemy in here. I live for it. I do a lot of that shit in my drag. But um, I think it would be kind of like that, but exploring the demonic element, like that traditional Catholic demon tear away, turn around something reveal. See, that's smart. That's smart. All I could do, I was just thinking maybe like a a human possessed, like very like exorcist, but sluttier, hornier. I really like the, the like, I like what what Hoso did, like the idea of like capitalism or doing something like, you know, some sort of large scale global political statement inside of the idea of demon. Just dress up like Jeff Bezos or something. (gasps) Daddy Bezos? You can't call Daddy Bezos a demon. He sponsors the pod. You're right. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we want to thank you, Landon. I'm so happy to be here. This is fun. I love listening to your podcast. You thank you for listening. Thank you We're for so listening. Happy to see thank you. you for being yeah. here and available. Um, where can everyone find you? What a weird thing to say. A lot of people are saying no, you know? Just oh, that's true. That's true. That's unfortunate. They don't have don't have a Good time. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms, uh, Land Insider. You can find me on Cameo, Land Insider, especially for the holiday and Hanukkah gifts. Um, and you can find me on Venmo and PayPal, <laughs> Land Insider. I love it. We love to yeah. see it. And sooner or later, you'll hear about my project with Peaches Christ. So yeah. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Amazing. Well, as always, thank you to everyone for listening to Spooky Seconds. We'll be back next week with another recap. There's only there's only three episodes left of season four. How crazy! That reunion episode is going to be shit show. I love it. Which one is the reunion episode? The final one. The, the one before one. final. Oh, the, the one, one right before. before the final one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Last Supper. See, Landon and knows. It was weird because on their little podcast, on their little podcast, um, they're not sponsored by Jeff Bezos. On their little podcast, they were talking about the Last Supper, and they're like, "Well, it hasn't happened yet." And then later, Jack was like, "So you guys are going to see it, the Last Supper? So it has happened." So they, well, they like, meant it hasn't aired yet, right? No, yeah. I think that they. Well, okay. It seemed like Why they were trying to say do that they this? had a film. It I'm not trying matter. to do that. I'm just trying to say they were liars. It do you think that they matter. can afford to fly fucking Hoso back from South Korea just to record one episode of of, of the they Last Supper? They have hundred thousand dollars to give us a prize. I don't know what they're making. <laughs> oh my god, we need to stop. We, we need go. to be out of here. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. Do 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 forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 